We are definitely focused on earnings, Amazon in particular, because it's a big bellwether on so many different levels. Stocks down 5% Tim in the after hours. Yeah, the company's sales forecast falling short of estimates, leading to a share uh, drop. The guidance assumes $1 billion of costs, those related to COVID-19. We know the company, if we were to think about what it's been doing over the last 16 months, just massive investments uh, in trying to stay mm -hmm. ahead of demand or keep up with demand, especially the early part of COVID-19. Uh, earnings per share, though, for the second quarter, Carol, handily beating estimates, coming in at $15.12 a share, uh, estimates of $12.28. And I just do wonder if it's a readjustment as the economy reopens. Maybe, you know, streaming and retail is our on online retail just isn't happening. Let's get to our Brad Stone. He is Senior Executive Editor of Global Technology at Bloomberg News. He's in our San Francisco Bureau. He is our go-to. He's author of The Everything Store. He's got an update on that book. Its newest book is Amazon Unbound, Jeff Bezos and the Invention of a Global Empire. Oh, it's so a great book. <laughs> I highly recommend We love you read Brad Stone. Um, Brad Stone, down 5%. Is this, I mean, how do you read this? Uh, hi, guys. First of all, thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, look, I, I've been covering Amazon for a long time. You know, there, there are always these, these uh, unexpected fluctuations, sometimes below expectations, sometimes above. You know, I, I read this as probably maybe a bit of an indicator that at least that at one point the pandemic for Amazon was ebbing and customers had more choices, right? And they were mm -hmm. going back into stores. Um, I think the company increasingly thinks they'll be shopping elsewhere, have other options. And so that's why the guidance for the third quarter is a little bit weak. Um, you know, AWS basically hit its target. So, you know, the most profitable and powerful part of Amazon's business is forging ahead. But yeah, they're a little light here on, uh, on net sales. Um, they've got that massive distribution center that's basically been a cost during the pandemic, and they're building more fulfillment centers and distribution hubs. So, you know, they missed a little bit, and there's a little bit of a course correction. But the one thing that I've learned in covering Amazon is that today's course correction, you know, it, these things happen in the moment, and then by the end of the week, everybody forgets about them. Because look, <laughs> this company is growing much faster than retail overall. It's still selling hundreds of billions of stuff, Brad. I mean, the numbers, I always feel <laughs> like there's a, there's a couple of companies like an Apple or an Amazon that their numbers are just off the charts. Yeah. I mean, 27% growth for a, you know, a, a company that um, is valued at 1.7 or maybe $1.8 trillion. It's still mm -hmm. extraordinary. And look, I, the, the earnings just came out. I haven't completely digested them. But that other category where the ad revenue is tucked is, you know, they've they've now 25 years into the company's existence are minting yet another powerful revenue stream. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, so many things, including how that develops, uh, what the FTC does with the proposed MGM merger, um, and then how Andy Jassy's leadership style diverges from Jeff Bezos's. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because this is, we don't know if he's going to be joining the earnings call. As our live blog points out, Jeff Bezos hadn't joined an earnings call since 2009. So it's not typical that a CEO for Amazon joins the company's earnings call. Um, what is the task that he has out ahead of him now to, to continue with what Jeff Bezos did for, for more than 25 years at Amazon? Yeah, I, I would put it into three buckets. Um, one is continuing uh, to invent, to, to, to uh, nurture a culture of inventiveness. You know, in my two books, and particularly in Amazon Unbound, as I, as I went and kind of did the archaeology on projects like Alexa or the Amazon Go store, it always starts with Bezos, an, an hmm. idea from Bezos, uh, Bezos pushing a team. 
And, you know, Jeff isn't going away, but he's going to be arguably less involved. So how does Jassy continue to make Amazon an inventive company without the founder and, you know, chief nerd in the halls the whole time? Uh, the second thing is corporate culture, right? It's like, you know, we can argue whether Amazon needs to fix it, but certainly it needs to evolve it. You know, they have more than a million employees. Lots of warehouse workers feel trodden upon. You've got unionization efforts at the door. So he's got to, he's got to create a new contract with employees. And then the third thing, really quickly, is, is just the antitrust scrutiny, mm. right? And Jassy will present a kind of humbler target, I think, than Jeff Bezos, the richest guy in the world, but contending with basically attacks on all fronts, from state AGs to the FTC and DOJ to the European Union, and a kind of growing bipartisan sense that the big tech companies have too much power and it needs to be curtailed. Brad, Amazon's web, Amazon Web Services, AWS, is just a, a massive business. And for years, it's allowed Amazon to invest in, in other things, those things like Alexa. Um, what is the, the, the next driver of profit at Amazon? Is there another AWS that they're working on? Is, is Alexa, you write about so much in your, in your most recent book, is that starting to show results, at least on the top line? Yeah. Is Alexa starting to show results? I mean, I think the answer to that is we kind of don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, it's opaque, right? The financial statements are opaque. Um, Amazon, Alexa is so tied in with other parts of the business. Um, uh, probably not, I would say. I mean, huh. maybe it's close to break even. But, okay. but you know, one, one thing that you mentioned is like AWS it, it is quite profitable, but it by and large goes to build more AWS, right? They're building data centers around the world and you know trying to expand into new services, making big investments in AI. I think that the, the, the powerful kind of profit machine here is advertising, and those dollars are being used to, to buy, uh, to license more TV shows and movies, to create more, to buy MGM, and then there's lots of other things that we frankly don't know about. I mean, we do know that they've got a satellite initiative called Project Kuiper that'll compete with Starlink, a bunch of things in healthcare, probably a bunch of things in the device business like uh, a, a home robot they've been working on for a couple of years, uh, but we don't quite know what the big next hit will be yet. How do you think, or what will be the role, I guess is what I want to get to, is of Jeff Bezos in this company. Obviously, it's his baby. And even though he's stepped back and there's a new, officially a new CEO, does he still kind of poke around? Um, Brad, does he still kind of get involved in things? And will that be problematic to Jassy? Or is that necessary to kind of keep Amazon being innovative in some ways? So, Carol, my perspective on this has changed a little bit. I, I was in the wonderful town of Van Horn, Texas last week to see uh, Bezos blast off in the sky atop his, um, let's just say, imaginatively shaped rocket. And uh, one of the things he said wow. in that... Yeah, euphemisms. One of the things he said... We don't need that, Freud here, I'm just going to say. Anyway. This is family radio. I know. Uh, one of the things he said in that press conference is that he was going to spend the majority of his time on Blue Origin, a space company, and on the Bezos Earth Foundation. <coughs> Excuse me. And it really made me think that he is giving Jassy the running room to go operate on his own, and that maybe he's going to minimize his time. He's a board member. He's the chairman of the board. But I don't expect him to really be patrolling the hallways of Amazon anymore. So I think, you know, that's going to be probably in, in some ways a blessing for Jassy. He gets to put his own stamp at the company. Uh, but, you know, also a little bit of a curse because obviously a lot of the success of Amazon over the past 25 years 
derives from Bezos' relentlessness and the, the halo of the founder that he has at the company and how he manages to push it forward. Yeah, because I do wonder, is it more like an Apple that lost some of its a lot of its mojo when Steve Jobs left, although it's gotten it I back mean, under Tim Cook in a big say way. For shareholders, it didn't lose its mojo. Right, but it went through a period when he was gone that it was tough. Or, you know, even Microsoft, an adjustment after Bill Gates, although it has definitely gotten its mojo back. I mean, I guess, how do we as investors think about this company longer term? Yeah. Yeah, you've defined the sort of Balmer to Tim Cook spectrum, <laughs> right? Where, or yeah. the Balmer to Satya spectrum. Where will Andy Jassy land? And we don't know, right? It's so early. Um, you know, this, <laughs> this, this, this quarter isn't a great start, at least with investors, but I'm sure Amazon's looking at it long-term and Jassy is a creature of Amazon. He's been there for more than 20 years. And as you say, Bezos isn't going away. Um, and, and, and says he will continue to work on new things. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think investors, um, have any cause for concern. I think the big macro things they're looking at are things like regulatory and, and um, you know whether Amazon can continue to hire and retain the, the best talent. Good well, point. Let's talk about that regulatory risk a little bit. Uh, what do you think is the biggest regulatory risk to, to Amazon? Is it that regulators come in and say, you've got to spin off AWS as its own company, you've got to spin off Zappos as its own company? Is that what that looks like? No, I'm, I'm pessimistic about that. I you know Breaking up a company is a long, arduous process that ultimately happens in the courts. We have a conservative judiciary in the, in the US that's already sent a, 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 an FTC case against Facebook back to the agency. I think Amazon actually, you know, despite maybe the political coalition gathered against it, holds a lot of cards. And you know, if, if, if maybe by, by legislation, uh, the US Congress you know, demands that like, internet platforms can no longer um, be both a, a seller and a market participant, or you know, have the platform and be sellers. You know, Amazon's just going to adjust. They're going to do things like, um, you know, demand that their sellers, uh, instead of be independent third-party merchants, sell them the merchandise and then operate like a more conventional retailer. So I actually think there are ways that the company can adjust. I think on the margins, maybe that some of their the things that they do, the more controversial things like demanding sellers give Amazon the lowest price or hmm. harvesting the third-party data from sellers to decide what to put in private label. I think we might see Amazon walking away from some of those things, but right. I don't know that that necessarily hurts the company's financial prospect in the long run. Hey, Brad, is there anybody that Amazon looks over the shoulder at? I mean, it's hard to even imagine, but is there anyone globally that they keep an eye on as someone who could start to really significantly eat into them more largely as a business. And I know they're, they've got multiple businesses, but I'm just wondering who, yeah. like, I always think about when I think about a company, who are they looking at, you know, over their shoulder at? Right. And I, and I think it's, it's different companies in different pockets of their business. This company now does so much, but in enter entertainment, it's now Netflix and Disney and Discovery mm. uh, with the recent deal um, and, and Apple and in retail, increasingly Shopify, which is catering to, to brands. Uh, and in AWS, right. it's Microsoft and Google. So, right. you know, in a way, and this is Brad, one of its strong arguments, sure. I gotta jump in. Um, President Biden getting ready to make some comments. Brad Stone, though, thank you so much time and we so appreciate it at Bloomberg News.